I would love to see product marketing right up there with CPO, CMO, CFO, like what would we call it? CPM? I don't know. <laughs> but like that's where it needs to be because that's how strategically important it is. Hi everyone, I'm Leanna. You're listening to Unlock Product Marketing, a series brought to you by Better Product. Hi everybody. Welcome back to our product marketing series. We got to talk with someone super exciting and we've had another great conversation. But before we get to that, I want to start with a icebreaker. Great. <laughs> Satina, my wonderful co-host, who is on your dream interview list? And if you want, I can answer first if you need a moment to think. <laughs> yes, please. Okay. All right. So dream interview list, dead or alive, people come to mind happen to be alive. And everyone, this is not product marketing related at all. These are people that I find super cool and interesting. First person is Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg, EGOT winner. Her point of view is strong. Like she says what she says, is not afraid to say it. She's also been in her industry for 50 plus years. So her stories have to be amazing. I would love to ask her about actors, movies she's been in, people she's met. I think that'd be a great interview. My other person is also in media. Her name's Issa Rae. And she, like 10 years ago, started a YouTube series. And now she has her own show on HBO. She has a production company. And she was someone who, if you look at her YouTube videos, look like it's low budget, but amazing content. And she cascaded that into a whole empire. It's amazing. So I would love to interview her too. Those are my two. That's great. Yeah. That's really interesting. So if I had to think about it, I would say I love historical fiction. I love to read. And yes, I read business books too, but if my go-to is historical fiction. And I would say top of my list would be Leon Uris. He's uh, not with us anymore, but one of my favorite books is Exodus. It's very complex in terms of there's like 800 characters in the book, and you got to follow all these different storylines through it. Wow. But Exodus is like the quintessential historical fiction. It's all of his books are just amazing, so he'd be on top of my list. But I would probably go down through an author list and then musician list <laughs> after that. Love that. Love that. Well, we talked about dream people to interview, and we have a dream guest that we get to speak to. Before I talk about that, I want to share a little bit about why we're doing this product marketing series. I've been a part of product marketing for the past four to five years of my career. And before that, I was in solely the marketing side. And I was so drawn to product marketing because there were so many different facets to it. And they were right at the intersection of so many important parts of the business, whether it's sales, product. And it was something that seemed to be growing very quickly. And that's the reason why we're even doing the series, because product marketing as a focus, as a skill set, is just having such growth right now and interest. And there's so many things that people don't know that I would love to share and even uncover together with you. So, Tina, you've been in the game for a while. Uh, I'd love to know... Why are you doing this podcast? For, Why do this For a series? little while. I like that. For a while. Let's not put any more definition around what a while means. But <laughs> I you know, was thinking actually the other day about one of my first roles. The title was technical evangelist. And when I looked at what we really did then, it was product marketing. But this was way back in the day. This was before product marketing really had a defined term around it. So I'm very excited about this whole series because I think we're going to add more depth, give more definition to the roles and responsibilities of product marketing as a function at any company. So I think all of the conversations that we're having have been very inspirational and instructional on what are the jobs that need to be done. For sure. And validating, too. Yeah. So many things that you and I talk about all the time within our own work, we're hearing from um, colleagues that it's 
validating to hear that they're thinking the same things we are. Yeah. And even learn about them, too. Yeah, it's like preach. Exactly. <laughs> so one person we get to speak with this week is Kim Biddings Johnson, and she is the VP of product at BioKey. And what was great about that conversation is we really talked about the role of the product marketer and being that translator. And a few things really stood out to me. One in particular was, and this was super validating for me, was the role of positioning. And we say it's foundational, and that sometimes means you're spending a few days on the right 10 words to describe the value of a company and, and how to resonate with your audience. And there'd be times where I'd feel like, should it be this effort? Should it take this long? And hearing Kim saying, yeah, sometimes you got to lock yourself in the room to figure it out. It was validating to hear that. I'd love to know, yeah. Tina, what stood out to you when you yeah. talked with Kim? I was super excited to talk to Kim because she was a former client, but I've known Kim, I guess it's probably been going on three years now. And the first time I met her, I felt like I found a kindred spirit because she knew what it took. She knew what product marketing was. She's done all the jobs. She's been the unicorn in the position and has served different organizations in that context. So I was really excited to get her perspective. And again, the validation that, yeah, <laughs> this is important and it is really foundational. I know the kind of the context of this and what you're going to hear from Kim is is how to define product marketing as a translator, how that role is so important within an organization and and that kind of sitting at that cross-section of sales and marketing and different executive stakeholders and your customer, obviously. So that was helpful, but also to get her different definitions of what it takes to play that role, whether it's as a translator or even as a quarterback. That's how she kind of defined it, but that's really part, all those different skill sets are needed to play that role within product marketing. You need to have the strategy, the presentation, the project management types of skills, and you have to bring all those different perspectives to the product marketing function. For sure. What stood out to me is there's different types of product marketers. You may be great at strategy, but also it's okay if you're not. You may be great at translating the technical information or being the storyteller. And that was reassuring to me that there's not a one-size-fits-all in terms of being a product marketer. And strategist is not the end-all, be-all either. And I think that's true. Like, it's you're going to struggle to find the unicorn, to find the one person that can do all of these different jobs. But being able to focus in on what is important for the business right now, depending on what stage you're at, is really important. For startups, you obviously have to figure out your product market fit and your foundation, and you must figure out how you're going to position yourself in market. And that's just the, the starting point. <laughs> but you have to get that done and get it right before you start growing. And then for scale-ups, how can you become more of a specialized product marketing team as you continue to grow? Well, we've shared just a little bit about things that stood out to us. Let's hear from Kim herself. All right. So, Kim, it is wonderful to have you on the show. I'm super excited about the conversation today. We know each other, but I would love for you to tell our listeners a little bit about you and your role at BioKey. Yeah, sure. Um, so, Kimberly Biddings, I'm VP of Product Marketing at BioKey International. Kind of quick history about career. Uh, I actually thought I was going to be a baking and pastry arts major. Fun fact, I thought I was going to be the next ace of cakes on Food Network and realized quickly that probably was never going to happen <laughs> uh, and switched careers. Before I graduated college, got into cybersecurity and immediately started just learning the space and finding it much more fascinating than I probably ever thought I would. And so started in all kinds of different areas of cybersecurity, really got into some product marketing-ish roles. And now fast forward to BioKey, uh, really oversee all of marketing, 
the full strategic overview, run the team end-to-end in terms of go-to-market strategy, product market fit, definitely have a heavy hand in the product roadmap decisions, and then all the way down to going to trade shows, right? You know, doing webinars. Uh, so really soup to nuts marketing at this point as well. That's great. Um, I know we've known each other for a couple of years now. Uh, so can you describe a little bit about when and how we first met through our work together here at Innovate Map, and then what we both saw in that space and, and how aligned we were on all of that? Yeah, sure. So it's, it's a very great time for me. So 2020, I believe it was like Q3 timeframe. And I had just started BioKey and we had two brands because we had acquired a company. And Tina will remember this, one was green and one was red. And I said, oh my goodness, we needed a website and it can't look like Christmas, um, was essentially (laughs) the ask. And I had about eight weeks to develop a brand new website and really a brand because BioKey and like I said, there were two kind of going on. And I remember I first got asked by you, you know, well, what's your personas? What's the messaging? How do you want your buyer journey to look like? And I was like, Tina, I'm a product marketer. That is holistically what we should start with, but we have eight weeks. And, you know, incredible uh, relationship in the sense that we delivered. It was on time, on the day, in eight weeks. Uh, is still our website today. It's absolutely beautiful. And so that that's kind of where the Innovate Map and BioKey history started. Admitting to both of us that we weren't doing product marketing justice in eight weeks as much as it should be. So <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad we both recognized that. And, uh, <laughs> have been able to call it what it was at that point. Yeah. So we're bringing your perspective to the show, especially because you've really seen product marketing evolve. Can you tell me how you first got involved in product marketing? And even if it was defined as product marketing in the early days? It was not. It was not. A lot of people do product marketing activities in their marketing roles, but it's poorly defined. I looked back. So 2014, Um, I was working for uh, what's called a certificate authority and I was called a regional product manager. And so I was like this interesting, I wasn't a product manager, but I wasn't in marketing and I was responsible for product launches and figuring out, you know, audience demographics or how to train sales on products. And I'll never forget there was this one uh, salesman who had been there forever. And he goes, RPM, right? That was regional product manager. He goes, revolutions per minute. You're real fast. You know, that was his, his definition. And it took until about 2015, I'd say, where we acquired a Finnish company. And they finally kind of had product marketing defined. And so I got an additional title that was product marketing. Probably the first time that I really walked into an organization that was product marketing holistically, my boss at the time, she was VP of product marketing. And that's the first time where I got exposed to what it really was and what it was defined as. And that leader did a phenomenal job constantly educating the business about what that is. So that's probably the first time I felt like people got it, knew what product marketing should be. So, and since then evolved uh, forward, but at least had better success since about 2016 that people understand it. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think it's it's really been in the recent past that it's started to have a better definition tied to it. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a lot of the, the listeners for this may not be in product marketing themselves, mm-hmm. and they may have a very siloed view or a very specific lens that they think what product marketing might be doing. But can you right. give a little bit more definition to that? In your mind, what are the jobs to be done? And 
I can attest that product marketing wears a lot of hats. They wear all the hats. Um, so can all you of them. Yeah. All of them. <laughs> what are the jobs to be done? So surprisingly enough, like you said, the hats that product marketing wears are extremely vast. And the reason for that is it's a strategic focused role. It's something that you're constantly working on this strategy to get it out into the world, make sure it's successful and then adopt it. And so product marketing starts from the second there's a business idea, whether that's a market, a business, a product, a feature, uh, anything, to that business case being developed and launched to then being successfully actually generating revenue by sales and even post uh, sale into customer adoption, right? Product adoption, acceptance, next features, product roadmap. So really the hats that I've worn range from working hand in hand with a co-founder on some brand new idea he has and doesn't know if there's a market need for it and needing research and um, market analysis like you know total addressable market or TAM as we call it uh, down to the launch right deciding how to message it how to position it how do you launch a product training sales right we work really closely with sales to make sure that they can say what you've crafted for that messaging and then even making sure like that customers are using it and customers are happy a lot of the role of product marketing is really understanding the market and that goes down to the customers right personas drafting a persona for example takes months of customer interviews and market research and all of those now the other thing we've talked about is the skill set you need for all that strategy work is one thing the other category i'd call out is like the showman the presenter right i'm usually the first person that gets stuck on stage to articulate our story or present it so I've done hundreds of webinars at this point. I'm usually the person at the trade show answering questions, gathering intel, uh, competitive research falls under us. And then that other category I'd call out is project management. And actually, by the way, that's a, that's a common mistake. People think we're project managers, right? PMM stands for project manager, whatever the M is. Uh, and, and so it's because we're the quarterback. We're literally the ones that say, okay, product, executives, finance, product delivery, sales, you guys all have to coordinate to get a go-to-market strategy out into the market. So it's a little undefined there as well. So true. I've got some <laughs> follow-on questions. And sure. <laughs> so a couple of things that you mentioned that it really starts the second that there's a business idea. And I think product marketing especially with a lot of the clients that we've worked with in the past that, yes, you need it day one, but it's always the last role to be hired. Right. And right. their jobs still have to get done. All of these things still have to happen. So as you are looking at the strategic value of product marketing and balancing that with the need to get some of the tactical jobs done as well, how do you think that focus on product marketing shifts from a, somebody that has that first idea to then as a company starts scaling and growing. Yeah, so by the way, it is hard to get the organization to bring you into the fold at the, the ideation phase if they don't know what your role is or don't know the, the value you can have. Like I've been really successful in my role because for example, in that one organization I said I had a great leader, she was evangelizing that her team should be involved at ideation. So that part of it takes time. And the other thing I'd recommend to people out there is, look, if all product marketing is being brought in for is the launch, 
try to get at least a little ahead of the launch. Maybe you're not at the, the minute the co-founder thinks of the great new feature, but you know, you're before they really solidify and develop it. You at least say like, hey, let me just spot check this for market research and intel. And so if you ask me how it evolves uh, over time, it's about seven phases or stages. First of all, what market will buy this? And will they buy it? And is there a market for it? And so that's kind of where the ideation starts with. Then you start getting into, okay, we have a pretty good pulse. Now, what could we sell it for? You know, who's the competitors? Uh, or is there any barriers to entry, right? How do we want to do pricing and packaging? How do we want to deliver this? So you start building out more of a holistic strategy and eventually you get to the launching part, but that's kind of the day-to-day -day flow. And it depends on really how many product launches you're doing or how many initiatives, or let's say if a new market gets introduced. And like I said, it doesn't happen overnight that you get included in the very, very early stages. That, that takes work and executive relationships and honestly a lot of politics sometimes to get there. Agreed with that. When you're looking at product marketing as a strategic function, do you find or how do you find that push and pull between getting people and businesses to understand the strategic need and the reason why product marketing exists because it has a very important part to play in the strategy of the business as well as the product and that go-to-market strategy? Um, do you find that push and pull between balancing strategic or getting people to see the strategic value of it alongside the tactical misunderstanding of the role? There's usually kind of two ways I've gotten involved in it more. Uh, one is there's a pain, right? And that's actually kind of marketing. There's a pain. In other words, the product isn't selling. It's not flying off the shelves. Or our marketing campaigns aren't delivering any ROI. So there's a business pain. That was always an opportunity for me to speak up. And that, that's one thing that like is a skill set for product marketing. It doesn't mean being loud, but you know, one of my favorite sayings is like, have a seat at the table. Make sure you're taking your product managers out for lunch. Make sure you're conversing with the CMO and getting time with your directors of marketing. Make sure you're, you're really bonding with the sales teams, right? Um, so that when they have those pain points, like, hey, our customers are churning, you can say, well, I've talked to 20 of those customers and this is what I'm seeing for trends as to why they're unhappy. So when you give value back, right, that's usually when I got involved. You have to market yourself and your role as a product marketer because People don't understand it. So a lot of the work you do is being like, hey, invite me to that pricing meeting. And they're like, but you're in marketing. Yeah, but just invite me. I, you know, I wanna learn more about pricing. I just, I'm curious how we're structuring this. And then when you get into that pricing meeting, you're like, well, studies show, right? A lot of statistics and facts that we all research and have, you're now add value to the conversation. So the next time a pricing conversation comes up, they go, oh, we're gonna invite you to the meeting because you brought value last time. Our holistic jobs is to really be the voice of the customer and understand the market. Um, and so I've learned to have statistics to back up anything I say. So you have conviction over what you're saying and that you're the one that really is based in the fact and research of the market in the room. Um, Tina, you've probably been in these situations. My favorite are executive level meetings and usually somebody high powered stands up and they're like, we're gonna release this feature and they're gonna love it. <laughs> and you're like, okay, well, just so you know, there's 15 competitors, it's probably overpriced, uh, customers maturity level of adoption of the solution isn't there yet, you know? So unfortunately, a lot of like great ideas come out of high level meetings and you're kind of there to help ground it. But again, getting the seat at the table is 
very important. <laughs> That's great. And I, I love that example too, because one of the dangers of waiting until launch, like where I said, okay, we've already built this feature and this is awesome. Waiting to bring product marketing in at that point could yeah. be a huge misstep. <laughs> so. Yeah, and, or marketing, right? Like my, my favorite is, oh my gosh, we have the greatest idea for this killer video. And the, the first question I ask is, what's the script? Well, I mean, we're just gonna do, you know, a scene here and a scene here. And I'm like, right, but what's the value prop? What's the messaging? Who's your audience? What's your goal? You know, and it's, it's incredible because the amount of money, I wish someone would do a study on this, on the money wasted on marketing efforts and even resource to develop products that never go anywhere uh, is tremendous. And again, like you said, if you take time to do the research up front, then it's much more successful. Now the caveat, Tina, as you know, is asking the business to slow down so you can research, mm -mm, not happening, no, not happening. So you have to figure out like bite-sized ways to interject strategy, right? Make things good, better, best is always, I tell my team, good, better, best, crawl, walk, run. You have to compromise, so. Yeah, and, and I like that taking it in bite-sized chunks that makes yeah. a lot of sense for, and, uh, I think really depending on where the business is at their stage of growth too. And right. if product marketing hasn't been there, or that mindset at least hasn't been there since day one, you got to kind of chip away at, at helping them understand why it is so important to bring product marketing into the conversation. Right. And like you said, I think um, one of the greatest books I read was 90 Days, and they categorize types of businesses like a startup or a really mature. And startup, you actually get to make a lot of the decisions. And what you're saying for strategy is usually kind of gospel. Like people really rely on you to give that. I worked in organizations that are more mature. You can't make a decision to save your life. Like you can't, you know, we have all the facts, like pick a pricing structure and try it. Because at some point you do have to move forward. And so, yeah, it, it's know your business, know what stage of growth the business is at is really important as well. So tell me a little bit, as you've seen product marketing evolve over your career, um, what do you think have been some of the bigger shifts in product marketing practice over the last decade? Yeah, I'd like to think there's more understanding of the role. I give a huge shout out, uh, Product Marketing Alliance. Uh, if you, people don't know it, that didn't exist when I started product marketing uh, and it's just taken off. So I would say that's evolved quite substantially. I think it's actually a formalized role people can search for, identify and know they're looking for it. It still has a ways to go though. I even, you know, sometimes in my current role, people think I'm in product and marketing, <laughs> not product marketing together. So yeah, I, I think there's been some good resources out there, but it continues to evolve huge growing population I know of product marketers out there. So that's been great to see as well. Mm -hmm. One of the, I'm gonna make a slight turn here a, a yeah. little bit. Um, another question that I'm interested in hearing your response to is product marketing as a role, sometimes that swings between existing in a product group or in a product organization and it swings to marketing. And mm -hmm. it has still has the same jobs that need to, to get done. But do you have an opinion on that? Like where it should live? What are the differences if it lives in one place or another? Um, so, and I've been in both. I've been where it's product and it's marketing. Um, I don't know if there's a, I, I personally haven't felt one benefit versus the other. The one area I've seen it change really drastically is pricing. 
who owns pricing has been like a really weird contentious spot of product marketing. Um, product has owned it in some places, product marketing has owned it in some places, and then CFO sales, like really random uh, spots as well. Um, so that's where I think it, it's probably swung the most uh, in terms of like a, a tactical execution. To be honest, where I think I've had the most value in reporting to is executive level. Like reporting to the CEO and the co-founder or, you know, chief product officer, like no matter where it's it rolls up under, um, if you don't understand the vision, mission, direction of the business and where that, that needs to align to what you're doing on the day-to-day -day efforts, you can get severely off track from, let's say, where your CEO thinks you're going. Or the co I always say co-founder because in startups, right, you always have like usually that one or two person that's like the, the genius inventor and you got to translate what they do. I would love to see product marketing right up there with CPO, CMO, CFO, like what would we call it? CPM? I don't know. <laughs> but like that's where it needs to be because that's how strategically important it is. So I, I love that. Uh, you, I think that is a real testament to you getting product marketing viewed as such a strategic role mm -hmm. and having it viewed at that executive level that it does have an impact on strategy. It does have a seat at the table in these types yeah. of decisions. So I think that's great. And even as you're talking, like when you say it doesn't really, you didn't see a benefit for living in marketing or living in product, but that leads me into some other questions that I have that doesn't matter where you sit, but you end up sitting at this really interesting intersection of all the different functions of the business. And yep. I've looked at it as being a translator for the business. Mm -hmm. It's not like the keeper of the, the Rosetta Stone kind of information, but it's, it is, uh, I think, one of the functions that product marketing can really assist with is being the translator for an organization because you're sitting at that intersection between sales and marketing, no matter where the role reports to. Um, but you've got to translate between sales, marketing, your customers, the product mm -hmm. group, obviously the executive team, um, the markets analysts, all of these different stakeholders that are involved. So you have to be able to do that translation and take the technical speak into something that is understandable by your buyers uh, mm -hmm. if they're not as technical and be able to communicate the strategic value or the strategic plan back to the exec team, et cetera. So, and you right. talked about being the quarterback. I think it all gets rolled into one. It's quarterback, translator. How do you um, see that act as a translator or truly functioning as the quarterback within an organization? How does that impact or how can it impact a business? Yeah, I think, uh, and it's funny, we had talked about this, if you, if you Google product marketing, it's like one of the only roles that I know of anyway that shows up as like a Venn diagram. <laughs> because you're the center of the overlap between, like you said, product and sales and customer success. And, um, and I actually, the more I've thought about your analogy to translator, I think it's 100% spot on. In a given day, I have a salesperson calling me saying, how do I position this against a competitor? And then I have a, a, a product team asking me, well, what roadmap feature really makes a difference for the value of the customer? I think the main thing is, as, as you highlighted, it is always grounded in the market and the customer perspective. That's like the, the key to being good at product marketing is that 
you know, we all get indoctrinated into the company we work for. But what's really important and essential to success of a business is knowing the positives and negatives. And the only way you do that is ask the people that you sell to. Know the research. Does anyone actually care? That's my favorite question. (laughs) You know, like we turn the banner purple and it's like, did anyone care that it was blue in the first place? You know, so it it is a, a little bit of a reality check for the business and across the board in pretty much any function that you're working in. I One of the, the mantras that I have uh, when we're working with clients and helping them think through the right positioning and messaging, et cetera, right in line with that, so what and who cares? Right, right. Nobody no cares. one. Yeah. <laughs> one of my favorite videos uh, and that everybody should watch, and I'm sure you've seen it, is Simon Sinek. He talks about the why. Have mm-hmm. you ever seen that, right? Yeah. And so, you know, Everybody starts with the what. They all start, and his examples with Apple computers, right? He's like, the last thing is what. They sell computers. That's not how Apple markets. Apple markets essentially with this emotional connection to stimulate your brain in a different way, to be bonded to their brand, because they basically say, we believe that you should have an amazing, simple experience. And so with that knowledge, when you start going into meetings with all factions of your business, you realize most people start with what. They almost always, like the cool feature, the sick campaign, the killer app. And actually at BioKey, we just went through the exercise and we developed our why. Because that was the challenge of, we talk so techy, especially in cyber, like acronym soup. And it's like, who cares? Why does anyone care uh, is one of the key questions. And it's hard, Tina, you know this, it's hard to do. It takes hours, days, weeks of brainstorming, wordsmithing, uh, product marketing is the only job I've ever had that I'll spend four days on 10 words. You know, <laughs> are these the right 10 words to, yeah. to get the message across? So, yeah, and I think it's really interesting when you start to narrow it down. If it takes you 40 minutes to describe who you are as a business, that's probably not the right point. No. That you're, you're not going to work. Not going to work. <laughs> so, getting that down to being able to say it in 10 words or so is. That is hard. That is yes. so hard. It's really hard work and it makes my brain hurt. But yeah. it is so very important to get that foundation right, right before so you can build on the what and how you're going to activate that message and that position and market. Mm-hmm. So, uh, talking a little bit about working at that intersection amidst all those different groups and all those different stakeholders. Can you help define a little bit more or delineate some of the responsibilities of product marketing and marketing? And what does that relationship with marketing look like in a successful relationship between product marketing and marketing? So marketing to me, and and this is through my training and experience, is usually the tactical execution of the strategy into the market. So marketing organizations definitely are the ones thinking about like the campaigns the lead generation right conversions to sales customer marketing right all of those and it, it goes back to who are you talking to and what are you saying and so i actually you know really develop core documents so core messaging you should have uh f- messaging frameworks for each vertical you should have personas you need to have So what happens is you build a library for your marketing organization because they're gonna tactically execute on into the world. Sales, by the way, should use these too. So that you all sing the same song and you're singing it the right way to the person and you know it drives them. And so when you give resources like that to a team, they're usually a lot for somebody to digest. 
So the other thing I found by doing that is you become the librarian. You become the resource director for those organizations to say, like I said, hey, we're going to a trade show. Uh, it's a healthcare trade show. We're next to these six competitors. What should be on the booth? And I already know through competitive intel and battle cards, or it's another piece of content, I know through our core messaging what our value is and differentiation is, and I know who will be at the show. My responsibility was to piece that together to again decide what are the three bullets in 30 seconds when somebody's walking by that'll catch their eye. Everything marketing's trying to achieve, the strategy is a lot of where it starts and it fuels that engine. Same thing with sales, prospecting, right? How do I do the cold conversation on the phone? Product marketing is the one I've provided the 30 second call script because you know what the words should be. So again, voice of customer kind of translator to those core documents. Core documents then get used by marketing along with your assistants to execute effective campaigns. Mm-hmm. I always view product marketing as really foundational and mm-hmm. you can build, even when you think about positioning, right? That that's the core message that has to hold true for a good amount of time. You don't want to mm-hmm. change your positioning on a daily or monthly or even annual basis, but all of the messaging and the activation of the story mm-hmm. is what is needed. And that's where marketing really can come into play there. And I've always talked about even myself that I'm a product marketer, I'm not a marketer. There are other people that are much more specialized in those areas that can help take those foundational pieces and and bring them to life and make them sing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, uh, so my current role, I oversee all of it. And it's actually been a wonderful experience because I have a great appreciation for how bad I am at lead gen. And I have great respect that, like you said, there's a very specific skill set that marketing has in terms of campaigns and measurement and running and and just the system of marketing the engine of marketing that like you said though is based on like the strategy is the foundation to your house you can't build the house without the strategy and so that that's where you're the facilitator to essentially lifting that um the last the last area i'll point out as well that working on at biokey uh worked heavily on at the healthcare i am company i worked at is um your brand story and you're so what at the corporate level um, that we actually created uh, a compelling story that everybody in the organization had to be able to whiteboard and say and repeat verbatim uh, so that we all sang the same song. And so even at that level, product marketing, again, is that foundational element to make sure that it's hitting on the right points and resonates with your customers. Yeah, and I think at a, at a startup level, that brand story and the product story are one and the same, right? The, the yeah. company is the product. And as mm-hmm. you continue to grow, it still has to hold true to that North Star. So as you're introducing more products or more complex product, um, that still has to align to that company or that brand story. I right. completely agree right. with that, that, that step in the process. So when we were talking about the relationship between product marketing and marketing, can mm-hmm. you talk a little bit about how that relationship or that interaction or interplay between those two roles really evolve or change as your company scales? Mm-hmm. When you're in a small company, the famous saying is you wear a lot of hats. And so a lot of times you're not only creating the strategy, but you're also out there doing, like I said, the webinar and the presentation on stage and running the trade show booth, right? As you grow, what I've found is a lot of times they position product marketing on certain business lines 
or certain areas of the business and only focus so that you become very specialized in that one space. And then as marketing and product marketing scales, then you tend to have a counterpart in marketing. In a larger organization, you know, over $100 million worth business line I was running, I was the quarterback for that, but I was very close to one or two product managers, one or two marketing campaign managers. You're more so kind of overseeing one area of the business than really deciding the holistic business strategy, which is more of that, that startup mentality. You're this like individual contributor that has to have a very broad set of skills, from strategic thinking to even creatives to politics with executives. Like, it's a really wide range. And so I've heard concepts where people are starting to build product marketing organizations that actually aren't product specific. They're more so, this is the storyteller, this is the showman, this is the strategist, this is the analyst. Um, this is the uh, creative, you know, designer kind of side of it. So kind of breaking out their product marketing team to be more specialized in the areas that they need to be in, then trying to find this quarterback that can oversee absolutely every aspect of strategy, which it is, it is a hard skill to find. I've seen product marketers that go into the role, they're too tactically focused or they're really good at one thing. And it's unfortunately usually to the detriment of, of them and their career that it looks like they're not able to do the role. And I, I think it's just a really tall order for what we're asking some folks to do. For sure, and you talked early on about the skill set needed to for product marketing to include strategy, the presentation skills, those those capabilities, as well as being a project manager. And then I would also layer in being technically adept, depending on the, the organization that you're working in, or at least curious and able to translate those technical concepts too. So that is a huge, it's a really tall order. Yeah. I say, I don't know about you, Tina, but like, I won't market a product that I can't demo or can't fully understand soup to nuts. Mm -hmm. I will not market it because then I don't understand it enough. So I think that's the other difference, like marketing, product marketing. I knew every bug fix of the product line I was in. Make sure you have a really solid product manager that's attached to you at the hip. I had an amazing product manager, uh, still love her to death, and we were in lockstep deciding roadmap, researching market, coming out with feature releases. And so it's just, it's really important to make sure you have a good solid product management function uh, to support you as well. Yeah, I've seen that play out too. I know you were talking about as a company grows that you have that close relationship with or a counterpart in marketing. I see the same thing in uh, yeah. growing organizations on the product side too. You've got one, two, three, four, product managers that you are tightly coupled with to make sure that you understand exactly what's coming out next and helping to influence that that roadmap, et cetera. So, yep, I get that. Yeah, I've had, I've and, and you know this too, there are product managers that can talk to you about the business value. And honestly, there are some product managers that are genius, but they can't articulate the value in a way that m people can understand. So I remember there was one product launch I was going through. It was weeks in a room with these two product managers saying the same things constantly and I just kept asking different questions until I could repeat it that the rest of the org could understand it. So that translator role you said is so true. Some people can't speak that way and so you have to translate it to value for customer. So great. So great, Kim. Uh, yes, let's love it. <laughs> like, good, huh? No? Yeah. <laughs> We're just so right here on <laughs> your approach to yeah. it. I'm, agree with sure. everything. So that's why I'm just yeah. like, 
<laughs> like a bobblehead. <laughs> <laughs> so great conversation today, Kim. Yeah. I really, really yeah. appreciate your perspective on this. It's been validating. We are <laughs> very much aligned in our philosophy around product marketing and the importance of it. So I want to just have you summarize all of this for me. So why mm -hmm. is product marketing so important? Why should companies care about great product marketing, especially if they have growth aspirations? Yeah, so product marketing is strategy. It's the plan. It's the, the fundamental understanding of if your product is going to fit the market you're targeting. And so it's, you know, without a strategy and a direction, it's kind of like getting your car and just aimlessly driving around, you know? And, and don't get me wrong, there are companies that aimlessly drove around and hit gold and they made a boatload of money. That does not happen and has not happened in any company that I've been in. Without a, a target and understanding that target, how do you direct your business to growth? Um, and I, I, like I said, I'd love to see the study that shows exactly how much revenue, because again, it comes down to money. We're all trying to make money. How much revenue have companies lost because they didn't set the strategy in the first place? They didn't know where they're going. One of my favorite diagrams that this one sales leader I worked for, he always would show it. It was the line segment, right? So from point A to point B, and it was a straight line. And he's like, that's not how we get there. And instead it shows point A to point B, and it's this squiggly, wiggly line that goes back and forth and doesn't get to B and does some loop-de-loops and circles. And all those squiggles and loop-de-loops and lack of direct line is loss of money. Like it costs the business money, resource, time, brand reputation. How many times is a bad product released, right? Um, so again, without product marketing for the strategy, you don't know where you're going. Well, that's, that's the biggest impact I can tell any CEO that's listening out there. So <laughs> let's uh, have product marketing help them to straighten out, untangle all of those lines and straighten out that line to get it at least a little bit more straight. Yeah, I mean, lower your cost. Wasn't that a value, you know, talk about value messaging. Lower cost and increased revenue is the number one target. You need strategy to do it, so. Kim, thank you so much for chatting yeah. with me today. I really appreciate it. I love talking about product marketing, <laughs> so no problem. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Unlock Product Marketing, a series by Better Product. For more resources just like this, be sure to join us in the Better Product community. Our community is for product leaders and practitioners who want to connect with each other. Together, we're learning what it takes to design, build, market, and sell better products. And starting this year, we're on Slack, so we're having more conversations than ever. Find us at betterproduct.community for more.